This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch. Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. They have blown their rivals away.
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right. How the devil are we all? Well, um, a bit of a uh, <laughs> strange show tonight. At the moment, I'm flying solo. Um, that's the joy of being single, I guess. Um, but the the gentleman who um, uh, gentleman who was supposed to come on, uh, who was very much a um, Rogers out fan. Uh, Rogers out Leicester fan has chickened out. Um, well, I say chickened out, of course, anything could have happened to him. Um, messaged him a few hours ago, uh, earlier on this afternoon. You're fine to come on at seven, yeah, mate. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. Gets to now, where is he? So, maybe these um, Rogers out fans are kind of sticking their head out from behind the stone, but when it comes to actually discussing it, maybe they don't want to. Mm. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. You can find us on Leicester Till I Die TV YouTube. Please give us a subscribe and smash that likes. Or you can find us, if you're listening and watching this on Catch Up on Podcast, on Amazon, Apple iTunes, Google, Spotify, and all the main podcast platforms. This is where you can find us. On your favourite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Whoa, um, <laughs> Ash kind of probably says it all here. Uh, what a muppet that has gone into hiding, Roger's blue and white army. Do you know? I mean. I've had a few people sort of on Facebook when I've been promoting this saying, like, I'm disgusted in Leicester till I die having this discussion. But it's fans. It's what a certain number of fans, a certain section, are saying. Uh, and I've got somebody in the chat who can't make it on the show. It wasn't him, but um, he's actually also of that ilk. But he is travelling at the moment, so he can't join us. And I'll put a couple of his comments up soon. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of show you this because for those of you that follow me you'll know now and again I do a bit of a blog on the BBC Leicester City website and if you go on to uh, bbc.co.uk forward slash Leicester City you'll see it's the, called the Tuesday Talking Point. I just want to add this into you. Um, it does go on a little bit so um, I'm going to read it out but but do bear with me. Uh, so I've, I basically wrote, keep the faith, foxes never quit. Whichever saying you want to quote, it seems some Leicester fans are finding that difficult, albeit a minority at the moment. Media talk is of a club in turmoil. The truth is, we believe we are a club that is suffering one bad season. I believe so, we are a club that is suffering one bad season. But I guess that doesn't count as good headlines. So is Brendan Rodgers under pressure? In a way, he has become a victim of his own success. He has a great relationship with the owner. Just remember the scenes on the pitch post-FA Cup win. But constant speculation about your job goes with being a Premier League manager. Of course it does. 
Um, let me just uh, bring that a little bit more up for you now. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not a fan who wears blue tinted spectacles. I was shouting loud for Claudio Ranieri to go. But at that time, as Premier League champions, we were in a relegation battle. As things stand, we are not in such a battle yet. But we should judge our manager when we have a fully fit squad. We know what he can do when, he, when we have that. Two fifth-place finishes, an FA Cup and a Community Shield win. This season, we've had injuries to nine, yes, nine defensive players, not to mention midfielders like Madison and strikers like Vardy. In these post-COVID times, our owners have been hit badly with being in the tourism industry, so money has been tight. I've seen by the lack of purchases in January. But they continue to have the vision to expand the ground and the surroundings. And, I mean, basically, when, when that's all finished, by God, it will be absolutely unreal. This time last year, all you fans that wanted him out were saying, no, no, and, you know, Man United have been linked with him, Spurs have been linked with him. Everybody's been, no, he's got a manager. You're going to get your own manager. Now, now you're saying you want him out. I always say it does look... Well, you know, if you look up in the in the dictionary, football fan, it does say fickle next to it. But you know, you can't, you can't have it always. Um, we're in the middle of a long term project with him, with Brendan. Um, we have good youth players coming through. Let's be careful what we wish for. As fans, I used to uh, I used to live in Lancashire. Those of you that uh, know me well, and I actually spent the time working at Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, I know, I know. I've scrubbed myself down since then. I, you know, don't worry. It was, it was only for about six months. It was, I, my mind had gone, you know. But anyway, I was working for Blackburn Rovers, and they sold out to the Venki brothers from India, and their manager at the time was Sam Allardyce. I think they were sitting possibly sort of midish table, and the fans were getting on Allardyce's back. They wanted him out. They wanted him gone, and. The owners, being new, wanted to appease um, the show, uh, appease the manager, and sorry, appease the fans. So they said, um, look, you know, um, we'll get rid of him. And they got rid of him. And they made Steve Keane, one of his coaches, the manager. Yeah, they were in the Premier League at the time. They've not been in the Premier League since. He took them down. They went down to the third tier. Do, do be careful what we wish for. Um, now, Facebook user has said here, and I'm just going to see who it is because he's not had the balls to put his name to it. Um, but he's saying here, what a stupid reason to do a show. Well, do you know what I, you know, maybe, maybe you sort of, your, your, your sort of comments are possibly part of the trouble here because, you know, it's Daz LCFC Stockwin. Daz? Grow a pair. Put your name at the end. It doesn't, you know, you haven't logged in, so it doesn't bring your name up. Fans have got the right to have any opinion they want to, Daz. Because it doesn't agree with you, it doesn't make it wrong. And if players want, sorry, fans want the manager out, they're not happy with the manager, as well we had with Puel, and if he was old as me, David Pleat, then you've got every right to say so. And we've got every right to discuss it. You know, you've got to be be careful. You have got to be careful. 
But let's just go through some comments before I start going through some information. But Daz, don't like it. Get out of the group. Get off the channel. I don't care. You know, if that's going to be your attitude, mate, go it. Good evening, Ants fan channel. I say he is he is actually Rogers out, but he is actually traveling at the moment, so he can't uh, do what. Uh, come on. Ant says he's not won uh, away from home in the league since October the 24th, have not won in the league since December the 28th. We've lost more games than 19th place than Burnley. Yeah, we've won more than them, though, Ant. They've only won two. I think we've won more. Ash, what a Muppet that has gone into hiding. Yep, totally, Ash. I think I mentioned that one, read that out before. Like I said, maybe that is the, the, some of the Rogers out fans. Not all of them, man, because you've come on here to put your point across. He is a cycle manager. Everywhere he goes in the third year, it falls apart. You know, they said that about Ranieri. Uh, there was an Italian psychologist, I think it was, when we appointed him and there was all the furore. Well, what are you doing appointing, uh, you know, this manager? Two years and it, that's it, he's gone. And <laughs> it was about right. He had gone in two years. But you know what? It can sometimes um, work that maybe if you give these managers a bit longer. I mean, you know, we were worse off under Ranieri and we were Premier League champions. I mean, we did that year finish wor the worst ever position of defending champions in Premier League history. So we've got that to live with. Um, but maybe if he's given that fourth, um, fourth season and maybe... He gets it. I mean, you know, you look at Alex Ferguson. All that time he was at Man United, he actually had three or four teams because he was reinventing them. As one was getting old and some of the players weren't so good, got rid of them. You know, and, and he, he wasn't scared to get rid of big names. Beckham went, etc. If these big names aren't performing or whatever, we need to get them out. We need to maybe grow that cycle. You know, we've got some players in there at the moment that have been with us since the Premier League we won, which is five, six years ago. Now, I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be here, but sometimes you have to move on. You can't live in the past. Uh, Kyle agrees, though. He says, thank you, Brendan, but it's time to go. Uh, Scott says, hello, all. Hope you are well. I've seen the comments on Facebook and cannot believe what I've read. Everyone is allowed opinions and healthy discussions. Yeah, but Scott, some Leicester fans think the sun shines out their arse like Daz. And, and you know, he can't he can't debate it. He's just got to come on and go, yeah, that's stupid. Because they don't have the brain cells to come on and have a debate about it. Um, beyond the 90, Neil, how the devil are you? In the words of Josie Mourinho, I prefer not to speak. <laughs> yes, yes, Neil, yes. Um, I'm doing very well, thank you. I am doing very well. Uh, David S., good evening. How the devil are you? Good afternoon. Oh, well, Chris, whatever his reason for not coming on, we will discuss both sides of the question. I'm Brendan in, but I have questions on his stubbornness, though. You know, I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he's perfect. Far from it. I mean, you know, let's have a look. Let's have a look at Nigel Pearson. He was stubborn. <laughs> Don't we know it? You know, and he, but look what he achieved for us. He wasn't perfect. Far from it. And he was stubborn. Look how long we were sat at bottom of the Premier League because he was changing things left, right, and centre. He was, he, he, you know, he, he wouldn't try Old Brighton. He wouldn't play. It took him a while to sort of put club before his beliefs, I, I believe, you know, I think. 
Uh, Brendan stays for me. Yes, he has made some strange decisions, but let's be realistic. He's had a real hard time this season trying to find the team to play the way he wants to. Uh, so is this? So is the standard? If we're not in a relegation battle, it's good. No, but let's not forget we, you know, we are not, and we never will be. At the, really, a, a top six club. For, for us to be a top six club, we need one of those clubs to drop out. Otherwise, you know, if they carry on being good, but we've got to take it realistically. You know, Kyle, you, you know, last year there was probably only us and West Ham that were probably battling for that fourth, fifth place. This year, you've got to add in Spurs and Arsenal are back. West Ham is still in there. Um, Brighton have not been so bad, but Wolves are coming up. Other clubs are, are, are playing the same game as we are. I'm going to come on later, as to, you know, who you think you would get in that would do a better job. Um, David, hello, Neil. Um, he made some very good points for and against. That's Neil. He, uh, Neil knows what he's talking about. Um, and, and so he tells me whenever I speak to him. Uh Chris, what do you think Top will make of FC and Rogers? Um, he's not going to go um, top. I mean, look, look at the commitment he's making to to the ground and the surrounding areas. Um, football moves quickly; it certainly does. I would agree with that. Um, like I say, that's Daz. Yeah, just do one, Daz, will you? Do us all a favour and uh, go back under your rock, Kyle. But not that quickly. Have won less games than Burnley all season. I think, Kyle, check the table. I mean, let me just go and check this for you, Kyle, because if you are going to say something, let's just check what you're saying here. Uh, I'm getting the table up. Now, Leicester City have won seven games. Burnley have won two. Now, correct me when I'm wrong. I've, you know, I'm old. I've not been to school for a long time. But I do believe seven is more than two. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I heard the same thing for Pearl Care for what you wish for. Yep. And in that case, it worked out because the owners had a plan. Um, but Pearl hadn't just won us the FA Cup, the Community Shield, and got us two top five places. Rich from Eagle Eye, hello. I say give Rogers one more season. You've had a lot of injuries this year. Um, Foxy, sorry, Brad, you've come and gone. Sorry, mate, I was just going through this. Uh, I'm still here if you're coming on. Uh, Brendan in, quite right as well. Ignore Dan, Daz, Chris. Even though we disagree, we can do it in a respectful way. Uh, indeed, we can. However, it is time to leave Rogers. Thank you for your service. I can say I'm having this, I was having this chat to actually. Let these Rogers out people want to come on. I mean, it's it's an open it's an open link. If anybody wants to come on, just ask to come on, and I'll post the link. It is not a problem at all. Um, we are all here to have an adult debate. If you can't handle different opinions, nicely find another station. Indeed, Brad, I can see you. I'll bring you in in one second, mate. Um, successful manager in the Premier League era, Fergie Wenger, Pep Klopp. All they have one thing in common: longevity. Uh, all due respect, football has moved on since that point. It's almost 35 years ago. Uh, I'm Rogers out. He's been awful in the Prem since the beginning of the year. For me, Scott says, for me, Topper said it all in his pre-match comments before Randers. I believe he said that he'd lost, he had his doubts and wanted to find out what was going wrong, but felt the team and Prendon showed plenty of we will never know. Or oh, here we go. Fight and passion. Uh, Kyle, huge difference between with top six club and being happy with just staying up. Well, how dare you critique me, Chris? Nah. Sorry, Neil. Sorry. 
won't do it again. Um, past achievements don't mean anything. Look at Puel. What did he achieve? Remind me. Santetian have just sacked him, by the way. Uh, Spencer Brennan has to say, Brennan has to say, LCFC won't get better. I'm not sure what you mean there, Spencer. Hayden, good evening. How are you? He's been waiting patiently. Let me just bring him in now uh, and say hello to Brad. Good evening, Brad. Good evening, Chris. I just realised you were sat on your lows, so I thought, I can't have that. <coughs> you're going insane. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I, I, when I invited you on before, I forgot we're doing the prediction show at nine o'clock as well, and you probably have enough of me. But Jason, who was supposed to be coming on to be the, the, the one that wanted it out and who sort of started this whole thing has, well, it made me a bit horrible of me to say chickened out, but he, he's he's not turned up. <laughs> so, oh, um, well, just uh, like the rest of the that out, the great, it only turned up behind the keyboard. I'm joking, people. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> well, we've, it's, it's gone a bit mad in the comments. Um, Hayden carries on and says, Roger's out. He has to go. Um, and yet, yeah, I meant Rogers. I kept remembering how bad Prell was. And Ant says Dave Rennie got sat got sat time injuries go to pop more than bad luck, quite possibly, quite possibly. Kyle, past achievements mean not much when you look at Claudio. Indeed, agreed with you on that point. I meant Ranieri and even Pearson. I'm going to bring these points up because these are the points I did, which I was going to put across. If we have the debate, Brad, which we're going to have a, a debate without the person that was coming on to debate. But hey, Jason, don't let that bother you. Um, so this is the manager win percentage. Um, Nigel Pearson, in his first time with us, got 51.4%. Uh, Martin Allen got 50%. Mind you, he was only here a brief time. So, with, you know, do it. But Brendan Rogers is our third most successful manager on win ratio at 48.95. There has um, to be. There's a, there's a name missing off that. Where, where's Martin O'Neill? His win rate wasn't that good, believe it or not. I don't think. Well, I suppose. I suppose my sources for the argument when I was doing the big Brendan Rogers Claudio debate, Wikipedia was not that reliable because it was up fifty percent. Was it? At the time I took them stats, stats down, I didn't include Martin Allen in my calculations because of games in charge. But yeah. he, him, and Brendan were the only Leicester managers to have a fifty percent win ratio at that point. To be honest with you, I took it off Wikipedia as well, uh, but there are several pages. So I bow to the fact that I've just got one open here. Um, Martin O'Neill. No, I see. I've got on here his win rate was actually 38.29%. That sounds ridiculously low for considering how well we did under his tenure. 222 games, 85 won. It does. No, I agree. It sounds, but I mean, as uh, I say, well, I'm surprised to see. You know, you look at all them names, and you're thinking Sengor and Eriksson has a better win percentage than Martin O'Neill. But uh, here we are. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, a few of them names you have to take with a pinch of salt. I.e., Craig yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Of course you do. But, uh, well, that, that I'm sorry, we've, we've both sort of gone onto Wikipedia, must have seen different pages. I've got it up here now. Um, but I'm, I'm not arguing that it does actually seem low. And uh, yeah. when I'm copying and pasting, I wasn't particularly thinking who might be missing. But you do make a very good point. Hope you had a good birthday, David. I uh, hope it went well. Um, we've done these now. Ant says, um, 
Go for win percent from this season. I'd be interested to see. One season, you know, uh, how dare you leave off the legend Craig Levine, Chris, all-time best LCFC manager. Excuse me, Neil, you're forgetting Ian Holloway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Forest was the final straw. Yep, and, and, and I, I will take that into account. But look, at look. this is what Brendan Rodgers has achieved with us in, in about three, three years he's been with us. Two fifth-place finishes, two consecutive seasons in Europe, First ever FA Cup win, second Community Shield win. You know, you can see he's won 70 of his 143 games with us. Uh, Nigel Pearson, 80, Brian Little, 81. Do you know, I mean, I just, I just don't know. Causes for concern, though, I will accept, you know, constant changes of defence, personnel and formation. Although, when we look at his injuries in a minute, you wonder whether it's down to him or... He goes in on a Saturday morning saying, right, guys, who's fit? <laughs> Shit, I've only got this. I'm, I'm going to work around this. The zonal defending of corners, which is now changed. The forest lost, as you said there, Chris. Uh, European exit and some very, very questionable substitution. So, yes, they are causes for concern. But look at all the injuries we've had this season. In defence, Bertrand, Vestergaard, Evans, Fafana, Soyuncu, Castagna, Ranieri, Justin, Thomas. Midfield, and thanks to Brad for reminding me about Barnes, as well as Madison, KDH, Indeedy. And up front, Daka was injured for a bit, Vardy. I mean, we don't, we don't think of that, do we, Brad? Because he doesn't come out ever and blame. Oh, God, I've had all these injuries. Not like Klopp. Somebody, somebody, you know, breaks the toenail in Liverpool's and he's screaming on the BBC about it. I, I, I mean, Klopp once blamed the weather and the length of grass for Alexander-Arnold not being able to cross the ball properly. So that doesn't stand too much while in, in stability. Mm. But yeah, I get what you mean. And, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe maybe Brendan's been a bit um, a bit too nice and a bit too honest than the lads are. And it's strangely something that's, that's not looked upon in a good way in football. It seems that if you come out and give excuses, you justify in your actions. But when you come out and don't let them excuses be your reasoning for losses. It's what well, you're a bad manager. Then, oh, I, I tell you what. I, I, I tell you what. Anybody here in the in the comment section, right? I want you to honestly answer me this question. You have two months, right, of work. Whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you do for a job, right. And each day you have no alternative due to illnesses, due to sickness or whatever to have a different team in front of you every day every mm. day you've got to have the same that you have you have different four people working for you every day to do whatever it is your job you're doing right and because over the last two years you had the same team and you were flying and you were doing really well and you was top of your sex, sex sector or whatever right mm. Is it? Would you say it'd be fair of your boss to expect you to get the same results and expectations and achieve the same outcome with the same people with, with, with having to work with different people every single day? That's beyond your control. Mm. Because if you are, then by all means, take the Leicester job. And why are you not yeah. a billionaire? And why are you sat on Facebook watching us if you're a billionaire? Because yeah. uh, I don't, I don't understand how people can easily just seem, seemingly go results bang bye see you later brandon if yeah. you can tell me that you can successfully keep your your sector running 
uh, it's one no no you're not allowed to drop any not even a percentage are you allowed to drop in loss of earnings by the way right can you do it if you're answering yes i'm calling bullshit or you're a billionaire and wasting your time on youtube yeah because that's oh, the only way you can prove to me that you'd be that successful Agreed. I mean, Yeti Boy there says, what he has done this season, though, these are all past achievements. Well, let me have a look. Let me tell you I'm something. Sorry, are, we talk, right? are we talking about last season's achievements or are we talking about 30 years ago achievements? Come I, on. I, I presume he's talking about last season. I, I you know, <laughs> I'm guessing. I can see he's where talking, you're yeah, going. I hate that when people say, oh, it's past yeah. achievements. It's past achievements. Well, it's not 30 years ago. That's past no. achievements. Yeah. I mean, are we? I mean, we are turning into, if we're not careful, Arsenal fans here. Yeah, we're going out and saying we we should be in the Champions League. We deserve to be. We're always in the Champions League. We should be in the Champions League. We don't want to be in the Conference League because we're always in the Champions League. Guess what? You weren't good enough, and you have those seasons. And Arteta's <laughs> turning it round slowly. Yeti, let me ask you about Jurgen Klopp. And I'd say Brad is a good manager, isn't he, Brad? Whatever we think about him. He's, he's, I mean, a, he's yeah. a good manager. You, you know. can't deny what he's doing at Liverpool, what he's been exactly. winning since he's been there. Yeah. So, <laughs> one season, he came in and he won everything, basically. He won the FA, the league, the, the World Club Championships, the Champions League. The next season, he didn't win a thing. And yet, the Liverpool board didn't go, well, hang on. We won about eight trophies last season. We haven't got one this season. Well, let's get Klopp out. He's useless. <laughs> yeah, suddenly he can't do his job. Yeah. Nigel Pearson. Let's have a look at Nigel Pearson. And, and most people are now finally giving him the credit he probably deserved. As much as Claudio won it for us, Nigel definitely put the foundations in place. Yeah. But should we not have sacked him when, he, when we lost to uh, Watford in the playoff semi-final? We should have sacked oh, him, yeah. but it was failure. It was failure. Let's sack him. Hang yeah, on. If we sacked him, we wouldn't have <laughs> probably the best season as a club. We broke all records next season in getting promotion. I mean, oh. yeah, it, we football, I mean, excuse, tell me if I'm wrong here, Brad. Football isn't a case of because you finish fifth one season, you finish fifth the next season. Because you finish 12th one season, you finish 12th the next season. Teams change, don't they? Teams move around. Yes. And we've yes. had two very, very good seasons. And we're having a difficult season. Now, somebody here says uh, about Rob Tanner. Uh, yeah, uh, Kyle says, also when reports come out from Rob Tanner saying they went against scouts to get Vestergaard and Brent and Bertrand. Okay, did he? But Hold I mean, on, I'm sorry, hold you, on, hold on. You're taking hold on. the report. Sorry, let me just say this, Brad. Sorry. You're okay, taking the reports there of Rob Tanner. I've nothing against Rob Tanner. I've spoken to Rob Tanner. Um, he, he's done a thing on for my channel. He's a but he doesn't know everything. I mean, you know, I could go on thing and say, like, Brendan Rogers, you know, um, was caught streaking the other night. It doesn't make it true, but I can go and report it. An ex-player, and Rob Tanner, as far as I know, has never been a player. An ex-player, Clinton Morrison, said on BBC at the weekend, do not judge Brendan this season. Judge him, as I said in that BBC thing I did, judge him when he's got a full-strength team. Yeah, I, I'll, put, I'll put it another way to people as well. Is that not the manager's job to make the final call on a decision? Mm. 
Like, like to it, for instance, let's put it this way, Chris. Let's just say, right, and this is a true example. Chris will back me up on this because this actually happened. Chris has said to me, oh, Brad, what do you think of this for a background idea for, for a new video? And I maybe have gave either input. But if I go to Chris, here, mate, just have a look at this because I've designed this. What do you think of it? And Chris goes, I'll give it a thought. I like it. But, and then if Chris messages me, being says, and I, I know you're not my boss so as much as say, but I work for you and your channel and do content, right? I don't have the divine right then to suggest that just because I've come up with an idea, you can't go. I like the idea. However, I'm going to stick with my original design, Brad, because I just think it does better for what I need it for. So, so what? Well done, mate. Okay, fair enough. I'm still going to come at you with ideas. No mm. issues, mate. It's your channel. You do what you like. I don't think, you know, the chief scout went, well, we know you need defensive issues, Brendan. We know that's what you've asked us to do. We've scouted um, Tom Smith. I'm just making up a name, obviously. He's a common one. We've scouted Tom Smith, but we think he'd cost 25 million and da da da. And all the facts and the reasons and figures they've given him. And he's gone, okay. I, I have been looking at a cheaper option, Investigard. Given our financial status, Investigard's Premier League experience, I'm leaning towards the idea. But I will look at, you know, some facts and make a decision then. Yeah. Brendan's the manager. It's his job. He has that final say, right? Guess what his scouting team's job is to do? Find mm -hmm. him players that he can go, well, you know what? I didn't think about him. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good option. I like, I did, didn't know about him. You've done your research like I asked you to. Like you, funny enough, they get paid to do. Yes, we're yeah. going to go with that option over the one I had because that's a better inquest. I don't understand why you're trying to make a, a, a mount a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing it. You see, well, it's easy. The negative press are out. It's easy to twist something and say, oh, yeah, by the way, just so you know, <laughs> Brendan Rogers picked Vestergaard's sign. Well, I bloody hope so. I'd <laughs> hope his scout isn't making contract negotiations behind his back and bringing in players that Rogers doesn't know who he is. I'd hope Rogers yeah. is having the final say. Just look, just because Vestergaard isn't having a brilliant season doesn't mean he's well within his rights. I mean, you wouldn't. Yeah. It's funny that I don't think Rob Tanner would be reporting about Vestergaard being a Rogers signing if he was having a good season. No, no, probably not. And as well, you've got to give Vestergaard. I mean, as David says there, yeah, we lose players to Afghan, so have other teams, but they've not had anywhere near the injuries we did. Like I say, Sky mentioned it as well, even surprise, surprise, over the weekend. You know, uh, I mean, you say here, Yeti, uh, the injuries are just an excuse. He causes the injuries by overplaying people when they are injured. Oh my God. I mean, Yeti, you're entitled to your opinion, and I totally respect your opinion, but Madison was injured, brought him back, he played 20 minutes. Next game, I think he played 45 minutes. You can't say Rogers overplays players because they've got injured. You, you, know, you almost make um, it sound like Rogers is now suddenly going around two-footing them on training ground pitch. Yeah, see, I, yeah, come on, I, yeah. I appreciate the fact that you've Rogers out, and you do give me some great comments on Twitter, Yeti. Very fond of you as a Leicester fan. But come mm. on, mate. You might be Rogers out. I can accept yeah. that. But don't, don't start yeah. just, you know, that's like I saying, that's like saying, oh, well, I was late to work because the bus broke down and it's the bus driver's fault it broke down. You know, you can't blame the bus driver for the bus breaking down. You can't blame a manager uh, for doing it because at the end of the day, 
I feel like Brendan's one of the managers that if his staff had have come to him and the players, because he listens to his players and clearly talks to his players, you hear that from the way they mm. are with him. If they had said, look, Gaffer, I have to admit, these, the, the, this training session, when we do this particular drill or something, it's quite intense. I feel myself cramping up a lot. Is there anything I'm doing wrong or is there anything that we could do with the training session? I'm sure they listen to him. At the end of the yeah. day, we're just in a situation where we're not the only club that's getting injuries. And you say it's not an excuse. Again, Yeti, give me a spreadsheet. Prove to me that you went two months running a company, having different people be in that position every day. And you had a 100% success ratio. If you do that, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong yeah. position, mate. Because there's no way you can be that successful. Liverpool, was, this, Liverpool was seventh of their injuries last season. Probably is low, lower down than that. Right, some silly fans wanted Klopp out. They ended up propelling themselves to third when they had their injured players back. But apparently, not having injured players is having injured players is not a valuable excuse. Yeah, do your research a little bit into other clubs first. Compare us to. Yeah, like I say, yeah, I do. You know, respect your opinion because football is all about opinions. But um, yeah, we can't. We can't. We can't say you can't say it's an excuse. You you really really can't. I mean, you know, Brad, you know my thoughts on um, oh, much the same as yours on um, Vestergaard. But when I sat down and looked at it, and I needed somebody else to tell me this actually because I kind of had, had just been so fed up with him uh, and the way he performed. But he literally came into a team that had no defence because of the injuries. He didn't know yeah. week in, week out what who is going to be playing. You know, oh, who are you? Way. I've not played with you before. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Jan. How are you doing? And you yeah. can't build a defence on that sort of thing. And, and, you know, what we're saying, like, oh, is Rogers going to play a bat three or a four or five this week? Well, I think he goes in, yeah. like I say, on match day and says, put your hand up if you're not injured. Like, you, you and you, oh. Yeah. Oh, after a bare plaque, three. I've only got three defenders. Yeah, so, and, and, and you'll probably find that one of them still got their arm up because it's in a cast and they can't move it. <laughs> that is very true. Um, somebody I, said another earlier. Thing about Vestergaard, another thing about Vestergaard, right? Again, let's discuss the the, ta- the the reasoning behind the signings and 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 let's look at Vestergaard in depth as a signing. He was fifteen million, and Leicester have the following defenders available to them. Um, when fully fit, Wesley Fofana, Johnny Evans, Daniel Amati, uh, indeed, if needs be, I guess, um, Kagar Sonchu, but that's four solid centre backs they have available to them if they're fully fit. You then add Jan Vestergaard into it. Now, before Wesley Fofana was, had his leg broken, right? And I believe that was our last pre season friendly, wasn't it? as well yeah. wasn't it so yeah. not only did we then have to make an emergency sign in yeah. to be a backup center back we ended up having to get a backup center back to have essentially at a push two weeks probably not even that of training getting to know brendan the team his teammates how Leicester defend how he's needed to play and play beyond his means of what we brought him in for. We did not spend fifteen million to have him as a starting centre back. We had him in there to rotate through the busy periods, play mm-hmm. cup games, and step in for injuries. He was never ever expecting. I don't think there's an ounce of him that thought realistically, without realising the state of our injuries, 
that he was yeah. going to start against Wolves at the King Power in August. And I yeah. think he's played more football than he thought he would get at Leicester through that circumstances. So, yeah. is Vestergaard a bad signing for 15 million? No, not really, because he's actually been, he's just had to play more football than is expected for him because of yeah. what he was and it's, it's early days yet. And we, we say about Perez, but Perez has been here three seasons now. <laughs> We're not. Yeah. I mean, you know, Facebook user makes a, makes a point there. Um, David Rennie um, leaving. We Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at it and say when David Rennie was there, we didn't have this many injuries. Uh, I, I, I will take that back in as well. Does anyone remember when they were crying about Steve Walsh getting pinched by Everton and we still managed to keep our scouting things going? Yeah. So, yeah. doesn't matter if about speak, the staff. If you speak to an Everton fan, and I have done actually, who said Steve Walsh's signings and recommendations that they know of were absolutely dire at Everton, and that's part of the problem with where they are now. Um, so, yeah, uh, trust the process, Lawrence. Yeah, we definitely are sounding like Arsenal fans now. Uh, Kyle, Brad, that analogy would work if it wasn't like Brendan Rodgers fed them laxatives in, in efforts. Bob Tanner said he rejects the strength and conditioning side and sacked Dave Rennie. <laughs> um, like I say, you know, you read one paper, you believe that. You read another paper, the same day, completely the different side, you believe that. So, no, you but know, I'm happy to know, Carl. Thank you very much. So my analogy would work if, if that wasn't the view. <laughs> I'd appreciate that, actually. So cheers, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, that then Kyle does go on to say... Jurgen Klopp finished third with the worst uh, injury crisis than us. As Brad said earlier, though, they came back towards the end of the season and they, they actually yeah, I'm not, moved I'm, up the again, table. Yeah. That we'll do but what Liverpool are not comparable to Leicester. But Kyle, you want to sack a manager that's not getting us into the top five for a third season running. Um, so, yeah, I think Liverpool are comparable to Leicester, that, according to your arguments, because that's where mm -hmm. we should be. So who are we? Who do we compare ourselves to? Then please inform me, because you're saying we shouldn't be mid-table. You're saying we should be, uh, you know, in, in, in the you know challenging again. Well, that is Liverpool. That's where well, Liverpool I can are. Tell you what, then. To everybody who's Brendan Rodgers out, right? Get your comments in here now. That let's get the comments on. And before that, make sure you hit the like button. But get the comments now. If I was to give you a hindsight future. Think right. Given Brendan Rodgers' track record at Leicester of what he's done with us in in in, in the past, making it sound like twenty years ago, right? Let's just say this is what happens. Would you still be Rodgers out if Leicester finished tenth but won the Europa League conference? Yeah. And bearing in mind that's a European trophy, that's a backdoor into Europa League, which is where Leicester have been for the past two seasons anyway. And would still be top half. Would you then go, okay, then considering everything that's on board, I'm happy with that sixth season? Or would you still be going, that's not good enough because we didn't finish high in the league? Yeah. I, uh, I put it out there and I'm interested to see if people go, if he did that, I would change the mind or yeah. still define Henry the same. says here, apparently Rogers has made a vow to own us to turn things around. Of course he is. Of course yeah. he is. And he, he go to Pep Guardiola and say you've you've just lost you just lost the Spurs. Oh, I'll turn things around for next game, boss. <laughs> it goes with what they're saying. Yeti, his signings were terrible at Liverpool. He can't be trusted signing players when we have one of the best scouting teams in Europe. Um, 
didn't he sign Coutinho? Am I am I getting that wrong? That is a genuine question because I, I think he did actually. I think he signed Coutinho, who wasn't a bad player for Liverpool. Uh, and they made sold him for a record honest, price. I'm going to say they made a bit of money on him, didn't they? Uh, Facebook user in in in. Um, Hayden, I get where you're coming from, but we bottled Champions League position twice. After that, yes, we won the FA Cup, the Community Shield. After that, we were 11th, 15 points off six and nine points off the relegation zone. I don't, Hayden, I, again, as I say, I respect what you're saying, but I do not, do not um, like this term bottle it. Do you, Brad? No, I don't, because it almost comes with a, a sense of arrogance that we should achieve it. We're a club that, you know, there's a reason that top six get all the franchise money talk on Sky, BT, Amazon, bloody whatever channel they're on all over the world. And that's because it is insanely difficult, not only for a team to break that up, but do it on a consistent basis. You know, we're talking about six sides in the Premier League the, the reason every so often you find a little bit of hype on Sky for a few months about a team like Wolves, about a team like West Ham, about a team like Leicester and Brighton, etc., mm. is because it's so very rare, and it's even rarer that they maintain it throughout the season, that the strength of the top six is just edumacated from it. You know, it's just, like, it's just stretched even further. It's so much more difficult to do. And I think saying, oh, bottled fourth, okay, did anybody genuinely sit there thinking we are ready? We have earned the mm. merits and won the things and the consistency to suggest we are a top four side. Because correct me if I'm wrong, we went we went promoted fourteenth, first, ninth, ninth, eleventh, fifth, fifth this season got to be something like that as, as, mm, as a yeah, so, yeah. so so tell me apart from winning the league when have we ever justified being a top four club yeah you can't just do it once and then justify it because if that's the case then Norwich City are a, a, a massive Premier League club because they once finished yeah. third I mean as well Man United we said you know Pre-Ferguson, there were Spurs-Arsenal. Now there's just a Spurs-Arsenal again. When they had Fergie, they were good. Forgetting the fact that he nearly got sacked early on, there were seasons when he didn't win anything. Sorry, there were mate. seasons, you know, he, 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 he's so used to him winning titles, but you forget there were seasons there um, yeah. when he didn't win anything. But they didn't sack I mean, I will him. Also um, you know, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if this was this time next season and we're still in this same position, yeah, I would be having a different conversation totally. Yeah. Do not get yeah. me wrong. You know, I would definitely... We might be getting Jason on, by the way, just to say he's been having internet problems, so he might be coming on. He's um, just gone out and bought a gerbil from Pets from Home to power his Wi-Fi. <laughs> probably. But, you know, it, so, yeah, I'm not saying... He's the, he's the second coming, he's, he's, he's Jesus or whatever. And like I said, who would we get that would be any better than that? You yeah, know? exactly. And again, you just made a very, very brilliant point there, mate. If, 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 this was, um, if this was this time next year and Leicester are still struggling, then you go, okay, he's done this time. He, mm. he, has, he, he has earned, you know, we gave him that. Leeway, we gave him this year. It's not working out. Clearly, he's no longer the man for the job. 
sorry, Brendan, thanks for everything. Then you move on. You yeah. know, the same way is, as as fans should maybe look at, you know, they like to suddenly, suddenly turn this past achievements from being a great thing to a thing of concern. Mm. Um, but, you know, you know, maybe say, well, we know what he can achieve. If we don't, if we have a fully fit squad next year, maybe he can achieve that again. And maybe we'll be given the lean weight instead of just going, oh, it's old news, it's old news. And we won the FA Cup years ago. You're making it sound, you know what I mean? I'm, I don't understand how yeah. it's suddenly become a negative and it's suddenly like ancient history that we won a trophy, which, well, we won it like less than eight months ago. Yeah. Our last yeah. bit of silverware. I'm going to say hello to, to Jason. I do, mate. I, I apologise oh, no, for Kyle, saying... Kyle, Kyle, come on. That's not true. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm going to ask Jason. And I apologise for saying you chickened out, Jason. It was your internet that was giving you trouble. <laughs> I, I thought it came down to the crunch. And he, so apologies <laughs> for that. Apologies uh, for what I said. So welcome along. I'm just going to hit you with this first question here. Perez, 30 million, better signing than Vestergaard for 15? Surely not. <laughs> Absolutely joke. Yes, yeah. I mean, you were the one that sort of kind of got me going down this track. You are. We've we've had sort of forty odd minutes here of me and Brad saying no, you know, Brendan in, Brendan in. Let's give you know you a chance to say why you think he should be sacked. And I guess you're saying sacked now. Well, look, I mean, don't get me wrong, Brendan. When he came into the club. Uh, you know, he did very well. Um, he, I mean, giving credit that he has built, um, you know, Leicester quite well. But, you know, it comes a time where, I mean, you look at the season, the beginning of the season, you know, even the pre-season was really, really poor. And then he's came in and I know that we've won the FA Cup and we keep on hearing that. Um, but then you look on where we are na at now. I mean, we're looking at the table now and we're all looking at thinking, oh, my God, we're looking for 40 points. I mean, you look from last year, if you would have said we either won the FA Cup and been quite high up in the league, which one would you have really wanted? I would probably choose, obviously, being high up in the league. At the moment, we're, we're not winning anything. And where do we have to call when do we have to call it a day? Um, because week in and week out, we're just losing. I mean, it, it's the most stupidest tactics. I mean, look at Vestergaard when he brought on Vestergaard. Look at Sayanchu. I mean, mm -hmm. I know we've got a lot of injuries, but then we should we should be winning games with a team that we've got. If 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 that makes sense, it's 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 kind of like as if it's irritating because we we see some fans saying, "Oh, you know, we've got loads of injuries." It seems to be this blanket over the team. To say, you know, we kind of. Hold on, I think I might have lost you. Are you still there? Like we can yes, hear you. Are. You're not moving, but we can hear you. So do carry on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it seems to be this blanket you see thrown over the team. Well, you know, we're not winning games because we've got loads of injuries, and it's so frustrating to keep on seeing this because the team that we've got, we should still be winning games. We should, we well, should, even we, with all the players out, yeah. But then you you look at you look at Forest. You look at you take you back to the Forest game. You know, then players still should have we still should have won that game, even with those players. You know, and it's not like we've got really poor players as well. It's just when you've got when you've got players that are underperforming, but also 
it then comes down to the manager. If those players are not not performing how they should be, then it comes down to the manager. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. it's just I for me personally, you know, you, you look at some of the managers, they just simply wouldn't have it. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of what do you do? I mean, do you get rid of the whole of the 11 players who don't really want to who are underperforming? You've got um, Tillemans who don't even want to be at the club. So what do you do? I mean, do you re- when he says about rebuilding the squad? Are we talking? You know, we're going to be throwing a lot out. Um, you know, unfortunately, you can't get rid of the whole of the team. So, you know, it comes down to a point where you kind of start looking at the manager and think, you know, what does he hang his t-shirt up now and you know walk away? I mean, it's just, I think we can all say it's really frustrating right now, and we don't want to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree with you there. He is, um, and I did call him Brendan Bellend, and I'm not going to deny it after the substitution <laughs> that he made against West Ham. But he stands and falls by his decisions. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Um, yeah. And if players aren't playing for him, he gets the players out and get players in that will do. But I think, you know, Brad, you said earlier about, you know, when Liverpool... Last season didn't have all the, you know, it had a load of injuries and was struggling down in seventh. And I agree, if we've got through two seasons like this, let's question it. At the moment, yeah. we're not in a relegation battle. If that changes towards the end of the season, then that decision is made then. I mean, we're not in a relegation battle. It's no. only been, uh, well, well, let's say we August, September, October, November, December, January. It's been seven months that it's been yeah. like this. And, surely, like I say, any other manager, or not every other manager, I, 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 that's wrong, because if you're a Watford manager, it doesn't apply. But <laughs> most most sensible boards <laughs> would give the manager and say, yes, okay, but this is what he has achieved. He's having a bad time now. Let's have a look why. Yeah, let's give him a bit longer to see if he can do it. And Brad, <laughs> as I said earlier, this time, this time next season, same position, it's a different conversation altogether. Yeah, definitely. And I, I would like to point something out to, 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 to all the fans that are watching, right? Right right now, Leicester are in a bad run. No two ways about it. We are. But yeah. when you think of the last two seasons on a whole, right? The first season, we had losses to Bournemouth. We had losses to really Fulham and, and teams like that. But because they happened in between decent little runs with a fully fit side, nobody really batted an eyelid. But I would say losing to them teams, like you've just said there, Jason, like you, you've yeah. no other managers would stand for it. Well, they did because it happens to every club. I remember infamously Bournemouth wiping the floor with Chelsea 3-0, Glenn Murray of all people scoring goals. You know, I've seen Watford beat Liverpool, the first team to do it, Burnley beating Manchester United. It happens, and, and sometimes it's just not as noticeable or not red flagged as much when the team's going, oh, I can't believe we lost to 18, and then they go and win seven on the bounce, or don't lose in seven, and it's not such a bad thing, but ah, well, it happens, you know, don't always turn up, you have to let it go. But every season, I feel like the Leicester fans are almost hungry for an excuse to lay the blame and say it's all Rodgers' fault. We finished fifth. Is that not good enough? We finished fifth. Wasn't good enough. We're struggling with injuries. Well, it's Roger's fault. He's going out two-footing people and he's injuring our players on purpose and booting them down the road. And 
and kicking the crap out of them. I would look at it a different way. And I, I would say when Powell was on a bad run, we never looked like winning. Never looked like getting out of it. When Yannieri had that disastrous following season, he couldn't pick a lineup. He couldn't pick his nose, let alone a, a formation and, and a lineup consistently. And he didn't have any injuries, right? They looked. They lost it. He lost. He lost the dressing room. You could tell that they lost the dressing room. Every manager that has ever lost his job at Leicester at some point, you went. That's where he's lost the dressing room. Since that debacle of the FA Cup, where I probably started to question whether he had the dressing room or not, we got robbed by West Ham and, ro and robbed by Wolves. We should have had a penalty against Wolves. It was he might as well have juggled it in the net and the Dawson goal against West Ham. I have seen two unfortunate performances and only come away with a point and thinking. We really should have got more points than that. And they are not playing like a side that does not believe in their manager. That's my only thing. I would be surprised to be sat here in three months' time if Leicester go in, beat Burnley, beat whoever they've got after that, you know, beat Randers, beat Burnley, beat Norwich, beat whoever in that risk. And all of a sudden people are forgetting it because Leicester are back up to about eight or ninth, four points off the European spots. Football is a very fickle game and it can change on a, it can change on a pendulum, you know. It was all high and mighty when we were third, second and fourth. And then we, everybody seemed to burn away. I mean, last point, I even turned around to you, Chris, didn't I? And said, I'd almost like for Leicester to have a season where they kind of mix it up a bit. And they go like, win a few, lose one, win a few, yeah. draw, lose. And we have a balance out season instead of keep having two seasons where we're second, first, third, and then drop all the way to fifth. Well, maybe this is the one where we do it in reverse and a bit balanced out. But Brad, do you not think that this is a bit of a pattern? You see, the last two seasons we have been seriously injury prone, right? We've been. Mm. You, 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 it, it seems to be, you know, that the club's depth as well. I mean, every time we're in Europe, nothing ever works out for us because we are so injury prone as well. But it seems to be a bit of a pattern. We seem to have these blips. It was only last year that we was all saying, "Oh, well, these are the games that we should have been winning." And we said this at the end of last season. And now, you know, we, 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 for some odd reason, we seem to be always in the position where, oh, you, well, these are the games that we should have won. We, we've got to get over that. But yeah, it just feels yeah. this season is very different. For some reason, for me, it just feels oh. some of these players do not want to be playing for Rodgers because where, when they're on that field, and we all say this, sometimes it's like, what is the point in that player being on that field? You know, it, it's really difficult and it's very frustrating for a lot of City fans because, yeah, I mean, our club our, our club has been built over the years and you know what? We're, we, we're all really proud of Leicester City, no doubt about it. But it comes to a certain point... Do, we don't want to be dropping off. Now, I no. was thinking the other day and I thought, is it because people don't want Rogers out purely based on because they are worried that we are going to be, you know, back in on where we was a few years ago on rebuilding our club? Are they worried that if Rogers are not there, then players are not going to be coming in? You know, it's, I just think, I mean, I, I'd probably at the push is give him until the end of the season. See yeah. where we are then. And if we are getting... I mean, we've got a fair few games still to play, but at the end of the season, if we, if we are losing consistently and nothing is changing, where do we draw the line, guys? 
I know what you're saying. For me, we've got, you know, if we if we go down the Watford line, which is like sacking a manager with three games to go because he's just got us out of the relegation, relegation zone. Um, if we're going down that line, we're going to bring a new manager in, let's say, um, uh, when we haven't got a game. Let's say, we, you know, we lose 5-0 to Anders and they knock us out. Um Ant, sorry, just turned to Ant. Thanks very much, mate, for becoming a member. It means a real lot to me. Thank you so much for your support. Um, <laughs> Roger's out. Good, mate. Take care, bud, and thank you for uh, becoming a member. Um, so we bring a we bring a new manager in. We might get a new manager bounce for one game, two games, but he's going to look at the team and go, right, mm, you're not my sort of player. No, I don't like you. You're not good enough. You're not my sort of player either. And suddenly you've got more changes in a team and they're playing maybe out of position. He maybe plays a different formation, a different style to Brendan. And the players are suddenly going, what are we doing? How do we do this? Um, and then we get to the summer and we've stayed up. We finished 10th and maybe gone semi-finals or something in the uh, in the conference. So we've not had a disastrous season for Leicester, you know. And we've got to remember we are not Man City. As I think some fans think we are. Um, and we sat Rodgers in the summer and said, well, it wasn't good enough. I know you did all that well for us, but one bad season, we're going to get rid of you. Bring in a new manager. So we've got to pay compensation to Rodgers. And uh, this is a this is from owners who have really struggled with the COVID, and um, you know because of the business they're in. We saw that in the January transfer window, and we saw that I think also when we bought Vestergaard. I think you know if we'd have gone out and uh, if we had thirty million, I honestly believe we'd have probably got Tarkovsky, but we haven't got that sort of money. So he comes in, uh, a new manager comes in in the summer, rips up basically everything that Brendan's done for two years. Starting again, that's just two years wasted. Give him, give him till the end of the season because a new manager comes in, he hasn't got any, um, uh, what's the word, hasn't got any, you know, transfer window, so he can't bring players in. Uh, yet, uh, you know, let Rogers finish because I say, bring a new manager in, we might get a couple of games bounce. But give him the summer to rebuild. Because like I say, that's what the good managers do. That's what Fergie did. That's what Wenger did. But most managers don't get a chance to stay anywhere long enough to do that. And then come, say, this time next year, or, or December, because we're going to have the break for the World Cup, and he got the transfer window in January. In December, if we're sat down in 15th, 16th, 17th, then it's a different decision. Mm. It's a different argument, totally. I mean, I mean Kyle says here, sorry, Kyle says here, why does it have to be ripped up? Because it's a new manager coming in. And Rogers hasn't mate. done everything. This Rogers is not looked and go, bloody hell, Prell, that was brilliant what Prell did. Hey, great, I was gonna carry on doing that. No, he tweaked it. Did um huh. did uh, Claudio when he come in go, yeah, you know what Rod what yeah. uh, what the person did? It was hundred percent no spot on. No, he took it and he tweaked it a bit. So we're not going to no. just carry on. We are going to have changes. And, uh, and another thing maybe we should all do is less fun. Sorry, sorry Jason. I, I, this will be a shorter point than Chris's essay there. Um, but uh, no, can we also take into the fact that maybe we should give a little bit of credit to the rest of the Premier League? Because for two seasons, maybe Wolves were the only side that could really 
sort of compete with Leicester's their financial bid against trying to muscle in on the top six. But because Leicester were the first team to really do it and, and then make a name for ourselves, we became more appealing to other players. But I've noticed this season, I'll just go through them. Arsenal re-strengthened. Brighton strengthened up to progress their club. Wolves have added to their club in, 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 over the last two years. West Ham have strengthened their club. Southampton have now had an investment. Everton had an investment. You know, we are talking six, seven, eight clubs that have looked at Leicester. Hang on, I want a bit of that myself. I want my club spoken like that. So we can also give a little bit of credit to saying we're not playing the same teams that we were beating nine nils, beating two nils away at home. We're not playing a team that's no longer struggling. We're playing a team that, um, you know, we're playing teams that are now also progressing. Sorry, I missed them off this. Aston Villa. You know, we're not playing teams that are the whipping boys of the division for everybody else. We're playing teams that have their own ambitions and also want to progress. So they're investing money. They're buying players. They're trying to improve their facilities. They're trying to improve their squads. And they're now also probably on paper still behind Leicester, but are benefiting from that flux of what it gives you. And there is also, you know, a big thing. We talk about a big statement made by Ricardo Pereira a player that was here when we won the league, who was signed under that season, he still talks about the close-knit family that no matter who's been in charge, they've managed to keep with new and old faces around. Everybody has brought into the family tight knit work for each other, brothers and arms feeling. If we do a, um, oh, I don't know, an early 2000s and bring in a Peter Taylor ego, you destroy that. You destroy that. You really do. So, um, and Jason, you know, that just... was bad being shorter than me. Hello, right? <laughs> no, that was me being short, mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Jason, go I mean, on, I'll give you a chance to get to to to, to say back to the, to the points we've made. Yeah. So, right, don't shoot me down, but I mean, you've got Newcastle, right? I've been where they've been at the bottom of the league, right? The thing is, when we watch how they've been playing within the last what couple of games, we should be we, we are better than Newcastle without a shadow of yeah. a doubt. But y- you look at them players and they are giving it all. You know, you've you've got it, it's so frustrating when you've got Yuri Tillemans. And don't get me wrong, Yuri is such a good player. Madison is is fantastic. And you, you you know, it's kind of where's that hunger? Where's that want? You know, you want to be winning games. When we were playing Forest, it was like as if we were watching a second second team. It was it was it was just but there's no oh, hunger I, I, there. Just on that point, Jason, I mean I can't argue with you. The Forest game was a debacle. Um but we've had those over the years, you know, and I, I made the point after that we should have played the under 23s that finished the game against Watford when we beat the premiership team four one, <laughs> but they did better than the, the, the first team was that lost to a championship side four one. But we've had these in the past, Newport, um, Wickham Wanderers, um, you know, I could go, you know, we've lost these sort of cup games before. It's what we love about the cup. But one game doesn't define a whole season, does it? No, no, absolutely not. No, I completely agree. But his tactics, I mean, I wouldn't trust Vestergaard with a potato gun. It's just awful in the defence, you know. It's like, you know, when you watch him, you, you, you literally, when he's on, your heart starts pounding and you think, 
why would you put him on? I mean, he was the biggest waste of money that anybody could buy. You, you know, you look at him and you think, well, does it work with Sion too? You know, and we, we know that Sion Chu is having a, an awful season. We know this. But when you've got the likes of Vestergaard that makes so many mistakes, is it no wonder sometimes the defence is so carnaged and it's silly, it's silly tactics when he brings him on. You think, well, we're doing well. You bring Vestergaard on, and before you know it, we've conceded. It, I, it, yeah. I, I agree on that point. And we, we did make the point before you came in, though. You know, I'm, I'm not Vestergaard's biggest fan by any stretch of the imagination. Nor am I, just to clarify. You know, yeah. But we've, we've both said he's come into a, a, a team that for two seasons had had a pretty good and solid defence. But remember with Fafana, he wasn't brought in to go straight into the team. He was brought in to go right. into the development squad, had to come in because we hadn't got, we, we, at that point, we got injuries. Um, but he has, you know, every week he probably goes and on a Saturday, he probably has to be introduced to his teammates. He doesn't know who he's going to be playing with in that back line because it changes because yeah. of injuries so many I mean, times. So I think at one point, I agree with bringing him get... on. I agree. So, Brad, I agree with bringing him on as he did against West Ham was Brendan's mistake. He should not have made a substitution at that yeah. time. Yeah. No, I do agree. And to be fair, I was just about, I was just about to suggest. I think at one point. Jan Vestergaard must have seen his centre-back pairing was Brunt, who was probably just finishing his GCSE exams at that point. So he probably saw, he probably saw him in the change rooms with, uh, with his uniform on. I thought, oh, it must be a tour. I didn't realise he was going to be lining up against him. And again, I do stress the point that we did not go out and spend £15 million on a first-choice centre-back. We did bring Vestergaard in as an emergency. Let's hope the other defenders are fully fit, but if not, we have got option and that's exactly what Vestergaard's role is at the club um, it's just, but I do get it given the calibre of standards you're playing even I've expected more from Vestergaard so I do really understand the bafflement because I'm one of those, Jason I do agree with you I think I think maybe the panic set in against Spurs and against West Ham where he's gone, oh we really need this win actually, this would be great the one thing I could do is shore it up and Maybe it was actually kind of nice in a frustrating way that when we were 2-1 down against Wolves, he went, right, I'm going to take my central defensive midfielder off and get an attacker on because he had to chase the game and maybe he felt he could keep the impetus. I just... Maybe I've over-analysed the last two games or so since the Forest game, but normally when you lose a game like that, I remember when we lost to Newport, I think we were still pretty tragic in the league afterwards. I don't think we we still didn't see any improvement. It weren't like a kick up the arse on a rocket. Yeah. I just feel that if we'd have got better results, like not conceding in the 94th minute against West Ham, and then all of a sudden if you you know find that equaliser against Wolves, which we would have more than warranted, that maybe Leicester fans would have not been at that point. That they It's... It feels like you get on a certain run and you kind of want it needs to end at a certain point in your head. You work it out that, right, it's been five games now, we haven't won, we need to get a win out of these next two games. And because we haven't got the result, people are bypassing the fact that we actually put in 60 minutes, I'd say, against West Ham and the entire performance against Wolves, which I came out and stated was our best away performance. We completely dominated Wolves, in my opinion. You know, except in the Wolves, the two fan, I had on said we were the better yeah. team. You know, you know that at least we're seeing the performances to suggest that they haven't put the t- down the tools like they have with previous managers. That's why I'm just so 
keen and so more willing, I would say, to stick by Brendan. And I, I, I'm thankful that we've got yeah. a fan on here that's Brendan out that does say to the end of the season, <laughs> which yeah. is which is more acceptable. I can understand people yeah. saying at the end of the season because I just think right now it'd be ridiculous. It wouldn't do anybody. Nobody benefits from it. The no. players don't just, benefit. Just to add it. in here that we've got a poll going on uh, on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, if not, get over to YouTube now and have a vote. And basically, it's Brendan in out or can't decide. I was tempted to put shake it all about, but I decided not to. So uh, in out or and at the moment in and out off dead level on 45%. So that we'll do that at the end of the show. So uh, have a vote if you want. Um, I mean, everybody's saying here about changing the captain. Uh, I don't particularly like captains that are, that are goalkeepers. Oh, I'm leaving that. now. I'm leaving you know. now. The committee will hear about this, Chris. Goalkeepers <laughs> committee will hear about this, slander. Do you, do you, think, you can tell who's the ex-goalkeeper, can't you, Jason? Would that make a huge difference, Jason? I can't see... It big because I mean I think if you get a captain out there like a Roy Keane these days, half the players they go off crying to their agents saying, "Oh, he picked on me, believe me." But you I know, don't, I don't think it would make any difference of the team's performance. To be honest with you, no. you know, I just uh, you could get uh, listen. I mean, why you would give it Yuri Tillemans, I don't know. A person who who is not a captain, he's not a leader. He don't listen. The the only place he wants to lead and he wants to lead himself out of the club. Why on earth? Would you even want to give it Yuri Tillemans? I, I, mm. It's mind-blowing. I don't get it. I mean, but do you not understand why he wants to go? I mean, he's playing in the number one international team in the world at the moment, Belgium. And well, I get it. He, 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 you know, he wants to play in Champions League. And this is why he hasn't made a decision yet, because... For example, if Man United come into him, I honestly think if they don't finish in the top four, he will turn down Man United because he will have offers from teams that are in the Champions League. So I kind of understand where he's coming from, but I would still say he's still giving us... You know, he has bad games, of course, he does do, everybody does, but I think he's still giving it as, you know, as much as we can expect. Chris... The, the thing that a lot of, I mean, because I, I have a look at the posts quite regular in the comments, that the, the problem that people have to realise is, well, unfortunately, real football life is not a dream team. Players will come and go. You know, every oh, player that, that comes... Yeah, every, every every player that comes into a football club, they, they want to better themselves. You know, of course they're going to want to be playing in the Champions League. Who wouldn't? And we know mm. players are going to come and go. That's just the way it is. So, for me, I, listen, I, I can't say I don't blame him for wanting that, because who wouldn't? Mm. So, we have to accept that. We have to accept it and move on from it. Maybe it's Brendan's way. I mean, you know, if you believe what you see in the papers and, you know, you either believe Rob Tanney, you don't believe... I mean, you know... I, it, it, it's, you, you basically you read the papers and you take out of that what you want to from whoever the writer is. Um but I don't maybe have any he, he's going to Brendan. To according about. to Brendan, sorry, Brad. According to Brendan, he doesn't even know that he definitely wants to go. Maybe it's his just way of kind of saying, look, you know, fancy being captain in the hope of maybe keeping him a bit longer. Well, no, he was vice, he was actually vice captain before. He's actually been vice captain and captain a number of times for Leicester. Yuri Tillman's over the years. First yeah. of all, um, he's had to step in when Shemichael's not been picked, so he's clearly a captain. 
in regards to the captain, though, it's just an interesting thought that I've had. We have been missing one in particular figure for most of this season, and he was a direct replacement for a certain player we kept in the dressing room. I don't like the term of it, but would you do you feel that Leicester are missing what you'd call a dressing room leader? Because I feel that no matter who you get the captain arm, uh, captain's armband to right now, it wouldn't really change too much in the disarray. But do you feel that they're missing that natural calming head? You've got the barking order from Schmeichel and the structuring that keep focus. But do we not miss a Wes Morgan and a Johnny Evans? Is, is that something that we're vitally missing in the team as well? well we've still I got mean, Johnny Evans, haven't we, in the dressing room? Yeah, but but it, there's a difference, isn't there? There's a difference between having him sat on the bench because he's injured and trying to get him there and trying to get him there than having him being able to go up to Soyuncu like he would have probably done at some points this season on the pitch. Put his arm around him and go, come on, mate, you've got this. Let's go again. Don't worry about it. Whereas, you know, we've discussed this many times, especially in the season about Soyuncu, when his head goes, he's, he went on a terrible form. A lot of Leicester fans were on his back. Our Leicester maybe needing to not just structurally change who, their approaches next season in the window for potentials of losing the likes of Tillemans, but do they now need to go out and maybe look for that leader, who leader by name more than by armband, if that makes sense? Mm. Because I, I do notice a lot more calmness when we've had a Wes Morgan in his better years and Evans over the last two seasons where we just seem a lot more structurally sound. Maybe that's another issue. That, that yeah, of course. I mean, we, we, I think we definitely need that. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have a headstrong leader and you've got to have, you know, if you're one nil down, you know, you, you've got to have someone that's going to come up to you and say, listen, don't worry about it. Mistakes happen. That's it. Let's get on with it. You know, someone who's going to be calm and collective, but also say to them, listen, let's get on with it. Let's restart again. But we've not yeah. got anything like that at the moment. And like Brad mm. said, you've got Schmeichel, the way he goes about things, it, it, I don't. I wouldn't call him a leader at all. I, n- no, and I, I do agree with Brad on that one. Uh, David, um, if we don't sell him this summer, we're not going to get a penny for him. And you know, we've lost a lot of money on a lot of players just recently. Slamani, just to name one, um, but you could go on. So <laughs> I, I, I'd sooner sell him now, to be honest with you, than keep him, and then we'd lose him on a yeah. uh, on a free. Um, Roger uh, should be the dressing room boss. We need a football pitch boss. Sorry, Brad. Now, I was going to say, I think it's really simple. Um, it will come down to end of the season, Yuri will go away, they'll, they'll, they'll go away on the break, they'll come back. He'll still be training with Leicester in the first session, um, yeah. because there's no way Leicester are going to negotiate a sale. And they will literally turn around and go, Right, Yuri, we're at the point. Are we here's the thing. Am I wasting my breath? Do we need yeah. to put you on the market and make you available for other clubs to come and approach you? Or is there a chance we can discuss things that makes you put pen to paper on a three-year deal here or even a two-year deal here? Yeah. And that's I think it will be very swift. We will yeah. either have a new deal and Tillemans will be announced as signing an extension in the summer or he'll be gone before a pre before a pre-season yeah. game's announced, let alone before their... For me, we need to me. get rid of him really quickly, yeah. give us a chance to get somebody else in. Jason... Well, we already have it, KDH. Just... Well, saying. exactly, yeah. I mean, that I've said that, and, and, and I think, you know, these youngsters coming through, but 
Well, we'll see. Jason, I want to, before we, we go, I want to just ask you this then. If he goes, seriously, who would you have in, you know, to, to take over? I mean, you're, you're saying now that he should go at the end of the season. Is that right? Uh, based on the performances already, um, oh. I mean, if you take him off now, who do you bring in? Who is available? Um, Manchester United are struggling to get a manager in, and look what's happened to them. You know, they've got a, they're Man United, and they can't. You know, they're, they're whoever's coming in as manager should be walking over broken glass barefoot to take that job, but the, but they're not. But let you know when we do replace him, who would you as I say? You know, don't, not don't come out and say Pep Guardiola, obviously, but no, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. It's. I, I, it's got to be someone. It's got to be someone who's got the balls to go in there and someone who who who's very loud. Someone to be able to lay the law down with them and say, "Listen, right, if you if you're not wanting to play for Leicester, don't be here." Someone mm. to to be very vocal. This is the problem. We've got a manager that we see on TV after the game, and it, it just seems so irritating. Where. It, I, I just don't know. There, there's just nothing. It's flat. It's dead. Someone that's going to just going to come in and say it how it is. If you don't want to be here, someone a bit like Roy Keane, because let me tell you, not one person would probably like Roy Keane. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I just don't know. It, it's going to take someone. I, I think this is the problem with football clubs, though, as a whole is, you know, if you listen to the fans too quickly, and I'm not saying fans shouldn't have the voice, but, you know, you can listen to, to like I said at the, at the start, you weren't here, but when Blackburn Rovers, new owners came in, the Venkis, they listened to the crowd who wanted Sam Allardyce out. He wasn't playing the sort of football they wanted. Um, he, he went and they got Steve Keane, they promoted him and they ended up in the third tier. West Ham, they didn't want David Moyes to stay, so they didn't keep him on. He's come back and look what happened now. That could have been them two, a couple of seasons ago. And I think if you're saying that you want a, a manager out, and this is no disrespect to you, Jason, you've got to know who you want. There's got to be that plan because managers, well, you know, when, when we got rid of Prell, we virtually knew we were going to get Rodgers. Well, the board did, you know, because it was done so quickly. And look at, but look at the other extreme Spurs, they sacked Nuno. But how long did they take to get Nuno in? So when they sacked Mourinho, sorry. They took them ages to find a manager. I mean, you look at Graham Potter. I mean, look how well he's done for Brighton. You know, it's it'd be someone who I, I just I just don't know. I just I I have no clue because I don't know who could work with the squad right now. I'm just yeah. that's why I'd I'd probably it's it's hard and I, and I get what you're saying and I understand what you and Brad are saying on who would you replace him right now. But with the squad who's just underperforming, you know, who would actually want to come in and take the job right now? Well, you know, you say that, and I'm just going to say bye to Brad. Thanks very much for being on, Brad. Uh, he's got to go. He's back with me at 9 o'clock in 28 minutes, and he needs some food. So, Brad, thanks That's very it. much, mate. I'll see you at 9. Um, Jason, but you say that, Jason, but managers do... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Managers do go to clubs. You say, like, who would take the Watford job? 
they've never not been able to get a manager because the managers go to these clubs and they say, okay, here's the contract. Thank you very much. I'm here for five years. But I know that if you sack me after two, you're going to pay me up the three and, and a bit of compensation as well. So really, um, <laughs> every, oh, I, I mean, know, I, I would have... I would have fancied someone like, I mean, obviously when he went, I mean, you've got Eddie Howe. I mean, he's done a fantastic job. You know, if we could have got our hands on him or someone like Graham Potter, I'd take them to any day because, you know, they've done great things. Now, you see, you know you you, you wanted to upset me, didn't you? Because you said those two words <laughs> that upset me, which is Graham Potter. <laughs> and let, let, let me. I'm going to reiterate my point on Graham Potter and where I stand on it. Yeah. Um, he is a good manager. I'm not disputing that. He isn't a great manager. He hasn't achieved anything yet. Yes, he has in the Swedish league. But look at Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson managed and won. Uh, you know, for teams abroad. He hasn't won anything in English football. And what was he no. like as England manager? So let you know, the, the jury's out on Graham Potter. If he gets Graham, if Graham Potter gets Brighton into a European place, as you know, as in a top seven as it is now, I will take my hat off and say, Yeah, you've done a good job, mate. Eddie Howe, you're kind of talking to the converted here because I live down on the south coast and I can remember when uh, you know, Bournemouth were in the fourth tier, minus 17 points because they'd gone out of business a couple of times. Then they had points deducted for other things as well. Eddie Howe came in and he took them from that point to being a regular Premier League football player. So I, I could see the possibility of Eddie Howe. The problem you have is, whatever you say, and, and as Kyle says here, you know, Leicester is a very attractive proposition to an ambitious manager. And I honestly think that's why we got Rodgers in the first place, because he saw this as a chance to rehabilitate himself in the Premier League. Um, but <laughs> Andrew says, yeah, yeah, what is Peter Taylor doing nowadays? Tell you what, you get thing is, you get Peter Taylor, we'll get Junior Lewis as well, so that'll solve the midfield crisis. <laughs> two in but, one you know, there. but you know what, Chris, there's one thing that City supporters are, are afraid of. Exactly what he did to Celtic. You know what? Rogers is one of those he can simply just walk away because he walked away from Celtic. And I think that that's also another thing in my mind. When the going gets tough, will he walk? Well, I've got to be honest, I know I know totally where you're coming from. Um, we'll never know a hundred percent, but I honestly think um it was Leicester that wanted him in. Because, yeah. you know, I think they let's face it. When he came, when he did come to us, we had 10 games left of that season. He learned more about those players in those 10 games because they were competitive Premier League games than if we played 50 pre season friendlies. Pre season friendlies do not tell you anything. They changed around. There's two games at the same time, so it's two different teams. They are purely there for fitness. They don't tell you anything about tactics or any players or anything like that. How can you tell if a player is really good when you're playing Stockport County away on a Wednesday? You can't, you know. So I think Leicester said to him, right, if you're going to come, we want you now. The thing that I believe stops him doing that is if he does it twice, because, you know, he did it at Celtic and, you know, obviously it was 
big news that he'd walked out on them. But as I, say, I think that was the, the, the Leicester wanting him. If he does that again, he's going to get a bit of a reputation for himself, isn't he? And, I, you know, I don't think that's the reputation he wants. The, the, the thing, my, my problem is we've got to the stage now where we've got... And the funny thing is you speak to... I was speaking to a Wolves fan last night after the uh, on, on the opposition show, and he said that if uh, Bruno was to go, um, not Nuno, Bruno, the latest one, uh, he would be quite happy if Brendan Rodgers took the job. And I think Brendan Rodgers is seen by some maybe not Liverpool, but by some fans of other clubs as a better manager than his own fans at Leicester do. Yeah. You know, um, but there we go. And my worry is that we've got this manager now in in Brendan Rodgers, who is probably one of the biggest names we've had as a manager because of what he nearly achieved at Liverpool and what he did achieve at Celtic and I agree there's the argument that there was no Rangers and Celtic, you're going to win things, etc., etc. But whoever we get in has got to be a step up from that. And that is the problem. Yes, we are an attractive position, as Kyle said there, but we're not, you know, how how many times did we get linked to Ancelotti? Every time there's a manager's job, Ancelotti. We didn't get him. He went to Everton and he walked out on Everton. So, just because we are Leicester and just because of what we've done doesn't mean we're going to get a good manager. But it is it is what it is. And this is football. And this is great that we can have this sort of debate and not not sort of, you know, rub, rub you know, things off, off strips off each other. Um, like I say, what is Peter Taylor doing these days? What is Ian Holloway doing these days? I mean, Neil Warren, well, Roy Hodgson's made a comeback. Let's get Ian Holloway back. He did it with Blackpool. <laughs> he did what he did with Blackpool. <laughs> Jason, mate, thanks very much for turning up. As I say, again, I apologise for the... Uh, I, I thought you were ducking us when you didn't come on at the start. No, so. broadband is down where I am. And I was wondering, I was looking on there, Chris... And that's when I sent you the message and I was like, oh, my God. So I've just had to come out in the car and use yeah. the reception. Right. No, I, I I understand now. No, not a problem. I say I apologise. Thanks for coming on. Yes, so we're never going to get an answer tonight. The poll has ended and it's 50% want him in, 42% want him out, and 8% can't decide at the moment. So... <laughs> Come on, that 8%. Get off the fence. Get off the fence I, and decide. I, t- I, tell you, I tell you what, Chris. We'll read I tell you what, redo the poll in a couple of give it another three or four games, see where we are where we are then, and let's just see. Yes, yeah. We are fickle as football fans. Let's be honest, if we win the next three or four, we'll all be saying how wonderful he is again. Um, but uh, thanks for coming on, Jason. We'll do it again. You're welcome, soon. mate. And um, thanks a lot. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you on again soon. And take care, bud, Fab. and stay safe. And you too, Chris. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bud. Take care. Thanks to Jason for coming on, uh, despite his broadband problems. That's dedication for you, actually, when you go and sit out in the car to get a broadband signal. Um, oh, you know, it, we, we, we're never going to decide, are we? we we're, us fans... Whoever it is, well, you know, I'm sure some fans were saying give Quell extra time. Um, some far, oh, somebody's just voted and changed the poll. That was a shame that it had already ended and I just hadn't clicked it. But, uh, you know, 
what will be will be. I'm sure, like I say, win a couple of games, we'll think the sun shines out his arse again. Uh, but for me, and Leicester till I die, he's in. He's in until he proves he's useless um, in as much as I want him to stay for the rest of the season. I want to give him a season to try and change and try and re rebuild. Um, Mike says Rogers in as a neutral there. Yep, I can say Man United rumored to be with him. We all kicked off. Now we want him to go. I just don't. I just don't get it. But for me, keep him. He stays. He has the summer, he has the transfer window, and then we'll relook at it again if we are still as bad or worse off than we are now in December, pre-next season's transfer window. I've got another show in 20 minutes, 19 minutes now and counting. It's the prediction show. <laughs> we'll try and predict who's going to be next Leicester manager. No, we won't. We'll be predicting the, uh, <laughs> the weekend's games. Join us then. Um, and Mike says that, yeah, Mike says, Man United fan, uh, he ain't being sarcastic, thinks he'll st he still needs time. Um, David said, Chris, I really enjoyed this hour of, of discussion. Thank you. Doc <laughs> says, thank the players. Look, we've all got different views. If you are a Rogers out fan, it doesn't make you anything less of a Leicester fan. It doesn't mean you are wrong. It means you have an opinion and you are entitled to that opinion. And that opinion will always be allowed to be aired on Leicester Till I Die, which is whether you like, you think it's right or wrong. It's why I did this tonight. To give both sides a voice and let's see what the problem is. Um, 18 minutes now, Mike said it's quite right. So, you know, thanks for joining in. Thank you for everybody that, that commented, Mike there, David S., thank you very much, uh, Michael Gamble, or David Gamble, thank you, Dorco, Scott, Kyle, thank you very much, um, Dorco, thank you very much, I think I've said Dorco, Andrew Medhurst, thank you, uh, have I said Kyle? I think I've said Kyle, Turf Morehouse, David Hertzwich, Um, I'm sure there was somebody else I was just looking for, Um but uh, thank you all if you commented. And like I say, whatever your uh, whatever your affiliation is, in, out, or shake it all about, we respect your opinion. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. I'll see you now, 17 minutes, to the Premier League Prediction Show. Take care, everybody, and stay safe. And don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Goodbye. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. The Lester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Lester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Lester Till I Die shop at our website. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.